dads quarantine edition four five i think we've all lost track who cares um it's it's the quarantine time but um we're here out of trumbull connecticut the uh the town small town you probably never heard of but hey we won the 1989 world little league world series so that's you know that's something um alongside myself nate moyer i got rob finn and brian we call him bg uh so how you guys doing tonight doing all right Doing, Doing great, man. Uh, Living the dream. Hanging in there. All right. So obviously, yeah, we always North cabin fever. <laughs> we always start this thing out with what are we drinking tonight? We talk about which beers we're uh, we're currently having while we uh, toast and do the podcast. So, Rob, what are you drinking tonight? Well, tonight I uh, well since our last podcast, I actually had brewed my own beer, so I am drinking a little bit of that. I'm towards the tail end of the keg on it. It's a uh, it's an IPA. It's very light. It's only about 5%. Uh, made primarily of uh, Citra hops and Galaxy hops. And uh, like I said, made it about a month and a half ago. So towards the tail end of it, but still pretty good. Figured I had a little toast to it since our uh, for our podcast tonight. Did you did you name it? you have a name for your, uh, your brew? I, I didn't. We joked around with some names like COVID, COVID IPA since it's, you know, was being brewed kind of during this whole thing going on. Uh, my first beer I made last year was uh, This Doesn't Suck. So I thought that was a pretty good last year. This is um, – it, it, it's not as this good as suck. last year's sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't quite suck. <laughs> um, no, no official name. Uh, uh, unfortunately, with the pandemic, I haven't been able to uh, you know, give it out to a lot of people to get their opinions on it. So it's really just been me and the wife been drinking it. And like I said, it's, it's all right. It's not bad. Uh, I'm gonna try and do another batch soon, but figured I'd try and have it while we were uh, had one more podcast here before the draft. All right, Brian, what do you got? I know I'm already jealous of what you got, but why don't you tell us all what you're drinking? Uh, I have the old uh, ice cream man, which I think I've had on here before uh, a couple recordings ago. But uh, this is, happens to be an ice cream man tall boy, which I haven't seen in a while, so it's quite delicious. My favorite part is the can art, which uh, is actually a remake of a Grateful Dead album cover. So that's always a, a favorite of mine. Nice. All right, and I'm drinking a uh, New England Brewing Fuzzy Baby Ducks, which is an IPA. It's probably one of my favorites, if not my favorite, Connecticut um, local beer so far. So that's what I'm drinking. I know I've had that before on here, but uh, they just had a fresh batch last week. And uh Quite a few of us actually um, all went down there to get to get some variations of Fuzzy Duck and Double Fuzzy Duck, which is a double IPA, which is uh, pretty strong, pretty good. Um, all right, guys. So today we're going to kind of talk about the NFL draft, which is actually tomorrow. Um, we talk about Gronk Gronkowski's coming back to play with Brady, Tampa Bay, and then we'll kind of talk a little Major League Baseball. If we have time at the end, we'll kind of talk about your favorite thing you've learned during quarantine if we have enough time. Um, so guys, let's get into it. NFL draft. What are you most excited about with this NFL draft? Besides the fact that we've had like no sports, this is probably going to be the most exciting thing for everybody since the quarantine started. Um, you think of any surprises, but anyway, what what are you guys looking forward to? Brian, I'll start with you. What, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the giants, obviously. Uh, I mean, all signs point to uh, Isaiah Simmons, which at this point, I don't care who the Giants take. It's going to be an improvement what they currently have. So 
go for it. Sounds good to me. I, but and the other thing I'm looking for is glitches. I can't wait for something to go wrong. It's gonna be great. That will be fun. Yeah, virtual draft. There's there's gonna be uh, no Music City Hall. It's gonna be a little weird, but um, you know, it's basically gonna be having like a Zoom meeting, but it's just gonna be broadcast on ESPN. Right? Yeah, we we do it every year, so it should be fine. Yeah, I hope Yah- if Yahoo's hosting it, should be all right. Yeah, I think I think it'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I, I like what you're saying about the Giants. Although there is a rumor today that the Giants have actually been kicking the tires on a couple of quarterbacks. I think it was uh, Oregon's quarterback Justin Herbert. If I said that right, they've kind of been doing some scouting on him and um, get trying to get some info about it. that. Would be weird. I think Dan- you know Daniel Jones is still only one year in, and they basically kind of booted Eli out with you know DJ. So. Yeah, but if they could trade down, I mean that that's the whole thing. If if they trade down and get some sort of package for trade down to grab another quarterback, I mean, you need depth in this league. You know, you can't put all your eggs into that basket with DJ. If he goes down, you have absolutely nothing. So grab another one. Uh, you know, keep him around for a little bit. See see how that works. Uh, I think the league's changing a little bit. Maybe grab you know get that depth, trade when you need to, and start building. Yeah. All right, Rob, what, what are your thoughts on tomorrow's draft? I think it's going to be really just fun to watch a different – I mean, I think we've watched the same draft over and over. The guys at the thing, the fans screaming, the fans are set in their sections. But it's going to be interesting, I think, the whole process this year with calling in the Zoom meeting. Um, you know, everyone kind of – you expect something to go wrong. I think that's what we're waiting for, like to see what happens and how the NFL is going to adjust because – there's no way it goes off without a uh, without a hitch, right? I mean, there's no way it comes in and runs down perfectly. There's no way that like they stop midway and go, you know, hey, cell service was wrong, uh, for, bad for Jacksonville. We're giving them an extra two minutes. They sent me a text. We're just confirming it was, you know, so and so sending it in. It's going to be funny and interesting to watch. Um, you know, let alone the the teams themselves. I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of trades, a lot of moves. I think people are just going to start going a little crazy because they, they haven't been able to see the guys either, you know, and they think they haven't been able to do as much scouting as they want to. So it is really going to be like a true uh, fantasy football type draft right now with everyone. So it'll be fun. Yeah, everyone looks good on paper, right? Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I think right. the, they've been doing some of the meetings probably via Skype and stuff like that, like the one-on-one meetings. But, you know, it's it's hard to interview somebody over the, you know, over the Internet and kind of get a real feel for the kind of person they are, right? So be tricky. I'm looking forward to seeing what the Cardinals are going to draft. I keep hearing a lot of rumors about an offensive tackle, which is boring, but, you know, it's it's a solid pick pickup. And um, they've also talked about maybe a wide receiver. They might get Lamb from Oklahoma, which would be great because that's who Kyler Murray played with. I'm sure he's probably lobbying a little bit for that. Um, I I feel bad for, for Burrow, obviously, if he's going to the Bengals, number one. <laughs> Kind of a bummer. I mean, it could be always be worse. It could be going to Cleveland, but um, yeah. Do you guys see any major trades? You think like New England is going to make a big trade to move up to get a quarterback? Because now they've got you know Brian Hoyer, who's extremely old in my opinion. Um, that was that had backed up Brady for a while, but he probably knows the system. They've got the other Stid Stindet. I don't know what his name is. You guys know what his name is? The it was the backup last year to Brady. Oh, um, Stidham. Stidham, there you go. Um, yeah. yeah, he's in there. So, you guys I, think you think they'll make a move to get a quarterback? I don't think they're going to make a move. Belichick tends to trade down, not trade up. I, I don't anticipate them doing that. 
Um, they got a pretty decent pick this year, the first time they've had it. Um, I think they liked Stidham, and he was highly touted. And, you know, he's one of those guys out of Auburn that you're, you know, no one really heard of him. But then again, Brady was a six-rounder, right? So I think if Belichick likes, likes this guy he drafted last year, actually I think he's got two years now, um, they may ride the wave with him a little bit. Maybe if they, uh, like, uh, a love falls down to them late in the first round, I think they take him. But I don't see them anticipating him drafting up for him. It's just not their style. They don't have a lot of picks, so I can't see them wasting picks to try and draft a quarterback. No, they just got – is that fourth rounder they got for Gronk this year or next year? This year. This, this year, be, right. right? So they got, that fourth, they got that fourth rounder. I wouldn't be surprised if they try and grab somebody there. But, you know, Stidham is the most Boston quarterback name you can ever have. So – I think they're going to try and ride that out and see how that goes. Yeah, worst case, they so. just, you know, they're, they're in a rebuilding year. So worst case, he can, you know, build check and, you know, work those guys into the system. And we're about to, I think we're about to find out if it's really a system quarterback, if Brady's a system quarterback or if he's a uh, legitimate GOAT. I mean, I think it's, it's interesting. Um, and so kind of talking uh, I mean, about, yeah, go ahead, Brian. So uh, you throw Brady on that offense. I mean, if Gronk plays, I mean, look, he, he's traded there. I don't know if he's going to have that much of an impact. He's got to, you know, really work hard to to come back and be an NFL tight end the way he was. You know, Gronk, as we know him, I don't know if that's going to be the same. But O.J. Howard, still pretty good. I don't, they might trade him, but if he's there, he, he's great. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, I mean... Kevin Brate is still the tight end there. Yeah. yeah. Right. He's actually played better than OJ Howard the last couple of years. Yeah. And he, he's great too. And Brady's not throwing the ball that far down the field. So he's got to have yeah. a good tight end. So, and I mean, Godwin's fast. If he can run the slot, you got Mike Evans, you know, uh, the big tall target in the end zone. I mean, this is what Brady needs uh, at this age anyway. The, the, the weapons just throw the ball up and somebody go well, get it. That's the thing with them right now. Like Brady's not a deep ball guy, and they got a lot of deep ball receivers. Gronk is kind of the only slot kind of guy right now. So Godwin can play the slot. He can, but like he's never done it, so it's going to be a big adjustment for him. You know, can he do it? That's going to be the question mark. I mean, Brady's—he's never been a downfield thrower, so it's going to be interesting to see how you know Bruce Arians uses Tom and and the skills. I mean, he is older. I mean, let's not you know step away from it. He's what forty-two. He doesn't have the arm. He's he's intelligent. But the physical attributes may not be there. He's not going to be able to scramble around. They better, they better find him some like short, short passes out of the backfield, um, you know, or buy him time to throw that deep ball. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, the other, the other thing too is Tampa's D is not New England D. So right. you know, the offense is going to be out there a lot. Offensive line is not the same. You know, Brady's Brady. I get it. He's good. He's forty-two, but he's still good. But the team itself, offensive line, the defense, is not what he had. So, you know, if they're going to step up and, like you said, give him the time to throw, all right, you know, I, I, could, I could see that. I, I could see him putting up some numbers. But, you know, he's not the Tom Brady, you know, the dynasty Tom Brady anymore. Um, I think they have a good team. I think they'll make the playoffs. But I, I don't think they're going to be phenomenal. I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl. You know, I – I know I like uh, I like Todd Bowles, who's the defensive coordinator there in Tampa. Um, you're right; he doesn't have the talent, but I think he's a you know he's a pretty good defensive coordinator. Obviously, he was with um, Bruce Arians and the Cardinals when the Cardinals had that good defense a few years back, uh, which is obviously why Todd Bowles got a, the head coaching job in um, New York. But I like um, 
I don't know. I like it. I, I get what you're saying about Tampa's D is not that great, but I think if, if you've got a, if somebody's going to maximize what they've got out of the defense, Todd Bowles is one of those guys that can do it. Um, so obviously we kind of talked about Gronk a little bit, but obviously that's our next, next segment is Gronk's comeback. Um, what you guys think about that? I'm, I'm just going to go first and just say, I love the, the fit with Bruce Arians. I think uh, Bruce Arians as a coach is just a fun guy to listen to when you've talked with him, when you've seen him. I've seen him a lot in the media in Arizona. He was a coach. Um, he wears the beanie. He just, he's a player's coach. And I mean, if you ever, there's a, uh, on Amazon Prime, I think it's all or nothing one year with the Cardinals. He's just, he's just a fun guy. I mean, I think Gronk is excited about that. Um, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how Brady does it because the structure is not going to be like what he had in New England. It's going to be a little bit more free, freewheeling um, in the locker room. But, you know, but Bruce Arians, he, he, his players respect him and they want to play hard for him. But he's, he's a fun guy. So that, I think that's going to be fun for Gronk. I think that's going to be fun for um, Brady if he has a fun gene in him. Um, but I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm excited. I'd love to see Tampa Bay win it, especially this year with the Super Bowl being in Tampa Bay. That'd be the first year that a team can ever make the Super Bowl, play in their own home Super Bowl. So, uh, Rob, we'll start with you. What do you, what do you think about the whole Gronk, Gronk coming out of retirement, Gronk going to Tampa? Well, I'm going to stop with it's never going to happen. I don't think Tampa Bay is going. Uh, it's almost like a curse. Like, no team is ever going to play their home stadium in a Super Bowl. So that just right there is saying that Tampa Bay is not making a Super Bowl. Uh, I think they maybe win nine or ten games and make the playoffs, but I can't see them. We'll we'll see. I mean, you know, they've made some moves, so I won't be surprised if Tampa Bay does do well. But um, I think the biggest thing I'm taking away from Gronk going there is, one, I'm wondering, he lost a lot of weight if anybody watched him on Fox Sports. Uh, I want to see if he can get back to football shape because he was a big dude. Yeah, and, he was. you know, he took a lot of hits. and I think guys are going to be going after him. And if he doesn't put that weight and muscle back on, you could be two, three games. He could take another injury. And that was his biggest thing was getting injured because he plays hard. But if he doesn't have the weight behind him, he plays the same way. Man, that guy's going to break a neck the way he uh, the way he amount of weight he lost. And um, I'd say, two. you know, what is it saying about New England's? Uh, I don't know. What do you call it? You know, personnel, office, environment that. You know, he, he decides to leave and then two years later, Brady's somewhere else. And he's like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, I'll play football again. You know, between Tom leaving and him leaving, what does that say? I mean, yeah, Belichick's a great coach, but man, that must have been a tough environment for two of your top guys to pick up and, and, and go south for the uh, for a new team. That must, so that's saying something. So well, hey, something. you know what? When you get old and you live in New England, that's what you're supposed to do. You're just supposed to go down to florida and retire right so maybe that's what <laughs> you, Brady that's, and Gronk are just getting head that's start. what northeasters do yeah that's right no no hey no income tax down in florida there don't forget that there you go all right brian what do you what's your take you kind of spot topped on it a little bit but yeah i mean i think he plays a couple of games you know he he wasn't playing a full season before he retired um he comes out of retirement i mean he'll I think he'll play it. I think this is more of a, a PR stunt, you know, for for Tampa to to drum up some some more, uh, you know, fans and and I don't know. I just I don't see him doing anything. Jersey sales. Yeah, jersey sales. Yeah, I mean those are definitely definitely good points. Brady, I mean, Brady and Gronk jerseys everywhere. Um, I, like I said, I, I think he plays a couple of games. He's not playing a full season. Uh, it, He'll be good when he plays, 
but they'll miss him. You know, I, 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 they're not. He's not going to make the impact that he did years and years ago. He's just not the same player. He he wasn't the last two years in New England. So he's not going to be a top five fantasy no, tight end. Not in draft all. boards. No, I think you know. I think Bruce Arians might do something too, especially with if he's got three tight ends in the room, um, like he does. I would be surprised if he only has Gronk play a certain amount of plays or a certain amount of snaps every game just to kind of conserve him. Um, and kind of get him ready for the playoffs. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. I mean, get you know O.J. Howard in there, get Braid in there. Um, he's got three tight ends he can potentially rotate out. Um, so Yeah, but you, you guys are right. I mean, he doesn't have the weight. He's got to put all the muscle back on. I wonder if his knees are recovered from only having a year off. If he takes the first hit to his knees, I'd, I'd be cringing a little bit. But, uh, yeah, all good points, guys. So, all right, so do you guys think they go right now, based on what we know right now, do you think they make the playoffs? Do you think they're a threat in the playoffs? Rob, what do you think? They, I, I think the Saints still win that division. There's a lot of good teams in the NFC. Um, they're moving to a seven-team format for playoffs, so I could see them squeaking into that six or seven slot possibly with ten wins. Um, but I don't see them going. I don't see them going to the Super Bowl. They might win one playoff game. That's okay. a guess. I don't think they're going to go that far. Brian, what do you think? I think they make the playoffs. I mean, Atlanta's not going to be that good. Um, they might they might make uh, a, some sort of noise, but you know the Saints. The Saints are the Saints. I think they're going to be good for one more year. Panthers, no. Uh, so what do you got? Bucks, Falcons, Saints. You know, you got those three teams. With the extra playoff team, I think I think the Bucks squeak in there. It'll be close, but I think they squeak in. All right, you think they do anything in the playoffs? Win a game? No, okay. no. I'd be surprised if they won a game, but I'm going to go with no. Okay, I'll be the I'll be the optimist. I say they make the playoffs. I say they at least make the uh, AFC Championship. I'll just say that. Probably going to be proven wrong, but I'll just throw that out there. Right? Why not? Um, that's that's bold. Yeah. I don't know why I said A. I think it's the NFC, right? I don't know why I said the AFC. They, obviously, they're not going to make the AFC playoffs. That wouldn't make any sense. But I don't know. I just I'll I, bet you right now. They don't, I bet you right now. <laughs> the AFC championships. I don't know. I, I I promise this fuzzy duck is not that strong of a beer. I don't know what's going on over here. Um, all right. So yeah, I, I say they make the NFC championship game. I don't know if they win it. I think they make it to the NFC championship game, um, which would be kind of cool. All right, so guys, next thing's coming up is we're going to switch gears and go over to Major League Baseball. So obviously Major League Baseball is kind of talking about trying to get prepared for the season, throwing out certain scenarios, um, you know, maybe doing it in Arizona, maybe doing it in Florida, maybe realigning, you know, teams so that teams that normally play in Arizona would be the essentially the, AFC, the uh, AL and the teams in Florida would be the NL kind of thing um, just because they're based out of those – those spots. Obviously, it's nice because there's 15 teams in each, both the Cactus League and the um, Grapefruit League. So, kind of talking about that. So, what do you guys think about all this? I mean, we'll kind of talk about too, like what's what's a realistic season format. What do you guys like? What have you heard coming out? You know, the ESPN, all those things about the rumors. What, what do you guys like, dislike? What are your thoughts? So, we'll start with uh, Rob this time. Uh, so what I've heard, I've heard they're trying to look to go more where how they have the spring training to be, uh, with the Grapefruit League and a Cactus League, um, keeping those teams there playing in Arizona. I'm not opposed to it, but I think it's kind of mixing up the A, you know, AL and NL teams. 
I, you know, I, I feel it's a good idea that they're, they're starting to think about trying to get playoffs going, having a plan. Short season, I think if they can get a minimum of about 90 games in, I think it would be a good season, uh, a well-respected season. And they may even want to look at bringing down playoffs a little bit to uh, maybe going back to four teams. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to having, I guess back in the 80s, when you had pretty much two divisions in the NL, two divisions in the AL, and just doing division winners and then two wild cards, and then just doing four-team playoffs to kind of get them in would be uh, would be interesting, keeping the same teams. And if they started in Arizona, let's say, or Florida or somewhere that way, um, and then man, can gradually bring it back to the team's home stadiums, you know, if, if, if Corona does, you know, let up a little, little bit and are able to do it, I think that would be a good thing, you know, play a month by month because I think, you know, if a team on Monday said next Monday we're having games and they scheduled it, they could sell those games out in a heartbeat and be ready to go. So there's not a lack of, uh, you know, attendance at any of the games that they can do it. So I think it's good. I think they're going to have to have a good structure, um, maybe just shorten the pot a little bit between number of games and, and playoffs. Like, you know, you can't do a shorter season and drag a playoffs out for a month and a half. I just think you got to have just have an asterisk this year and try and get try and get some good baseball in. I don't know. Yeah, Brad, what do you think? I, I don't even know. I don't even know if they're going to play games or not. Uh, you know, I, I think starting they're they're trying to ramp it up. I don't know if that's really going to happen. Um, I think you know, as far as player safety and fans, maybe playing with no fans. But uh, you know, all the people involved, I just can't see them actually starting until they get a, a green light that says, "All right, you guys can can play and with no fans." But should they start something, I think it would make could make a lot of sense for just having it centrally located. You know, like you said, Arizona, Florida, through the AL, uh, they're not going to travel. You know, you're not going to have uh, travel. Yeah, you so want to risk that, have, right? You're going to have so, some teams playing in in Arizona, some playing in in Florida. It's not going to be a real baseball season. Um. Well, I meant more like AL plays Arizona, NL plays Florida, somewhere where you have like two areas, two locations. You know, you know, how are you going to have a, a winner? How are you going to have a winner out of each? Play each other. They're not going to travel. Hopefully, by then, maybe they do. I, well, I don't yeah, know. by that, yeah, I think in the th- October you're thinking they can. Yeah, I think that's the thinking behind. Well, they it can then. travel. They're going to have to have private jets. Think where they're going to go. You That's know, true. I, I, I mean, I guess more. if they're going, they're going private jet. I, I, I guess you could, you could do that. I mean, I guess there are ways that they can, they could do this safely. There, there are. It's going to cost a lot. Well, you think I mean, about it too. If you have, you have the Arizona winners and you have the Florida winners, you could always do it in, um, like kind of like Arlington, Texas, where they have the new stadium, that's got a dome, you know, the closing roof or something like that. They've talked about Texas as a location too, but that's kind of kind of somewhere in the middle between Florida and Arizona, they could just, the two teams could just literally fly there. You're talking about two flights total and um, just playing like a world series in a neutral location there. If you, this is again, a thinking we're not having fans yet, um, but you're right. You don't want to travel anywhere. Luckily in Arizona, um, I think it's, it's gotta be like 45 minutes or something from one location to the next. That's the furthest distance. 
so that's easy. Florida, I know it's a little bit different. I haven't been to Florida, but I've seen the, the map. It's you know, a little bit more of a of a drive for that. Um, but you know, I, don't I, know. I just think all of this is just a it's a crazy risk. I mean, what if one player gets sick somehow? Yeah, and then exactly. Just, and then they got to stop the season. It just ruins the whole season. Like it just throws yeah. a wrench in everything that they've done. Is that team just automatically eliminated because they're going to be out for fourteen days, fifteen days, whatever they want to set up as a quarantine time? I mean. And then, you know, if, if teams are sharing a ballpark, well, now you got a court. I mean, you're right. I mean, that's. Well, right. That's what the do you risk. do? I mean, it, it's just, a, I, I'm not trying to, you know, be a Debbie Downer here or anything. I just, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know how you handle something like that. You know, it, just, there's too many unknowns. Yeah. Well, I think I mean, it's I, a good way of thinking about it. They're giving hope, you know? And I think yeah. something we need in sports brings are always is, sports always brought hope after 9 11. Um, you know, once we got kind of got back into sports, that was the thing that kind of brought the country back. And without sports, you know, I'm sure everyone, you know, all all seven guys that are listening to this podcast right now are probably like, man, I miss sports, you know, yeah. like everyone else. And um, I think it's good to talk about because, you know what, what are you going to do, sit back and do nothing? You got you to gotta start planning. You can't just sit on your, uh, sit in your butt all day. You got to say, hey, if we can do it, we can do it. If the time comes and we can't, we make a new plan. I think that's always the thing, make a plan. I mean, South Korea is starting baseball. South Korea had it, and they're playing baseball now. So you know, who knows? I'm I'm, I'm going to be more of an optimist and say, yeah, I, I, I it's mean, it's got to be planned. I was saying know? before that you know I think middle of May is going to be when we're going to start to to ease up a little bit. You know, so let's let's yeah. do it. Ease up in middle of May, maybe start start stuff up in uh, in June. Get if it we going. do an 81 game season, let's say you know we start like around All Star break, start July one. Because they need about three weeks. That they said, ideally, they need three weeks of a spring training, quote unquote, to kind of get the guys ready, right? So if by May thirtieth on Memorial Day, if we're the the curve is flattening and things are starting to slowly open up, you know, we give those guys June to start getting, you know, they isolate themselves and just play, and you know, make sure those guys are like kind of quarantined to their clubhouses, like into their houses. Then if they, you know, do a month of not testing they gotta test every guys that's the biggest thing i think not to get political but testing right test these guys make sure they have it some of them may have had it already and you'll know and yeah. if they can get through june and start in july they can get 81 games and that's half a season you yep. know and then um you can place you can feel somewhat normalcy by the summertime that yeah i mean it. i'm not i'm not opposed to them playing in empty stadiums either just for for safety i think we can get a lot of it from watching them on tv um obviously it's not the same feel but you know, it's it's something's better than nothing, and I'm I'm all for hey, you know the safety. Listen, I, I mean, yeah, I'll take fish. it. I work yeah. for the Bluefish. No guys know how to play the empty stadiums. <laughs> the Bluefish are a uh, local minor league team, or they used to be a local minor league team, right? They're gone now. Right. Uh, I think it was it was it Bridgeport Bridgeport Bluefish. The Bridgeport Bluefish. Yeah. What affiliate were they? What they were not. They were independent league. Independent, independent baseball. League. All right. Yeah. No, but. I mean, you've talked about, I mean, I, I can tell you from Arizona, the only thing that's weird about the Arizona thing is the ballparks are great, especially if they're going to play to empty ballparks. It doesn't matter what ballpark they're playing. But the only thing is, is the heat gets really bad in Arizona, right? And all these stadiums are outdoors. Now they're talking about using the um, Chase Field, which is where the Dimebacks play, which has a dome. And they're talking about playing three games a day in there, obviously with no fans. That's pretty easy to do. But the other games are going to have to be played really early in the morning or really late at night, meaning East Coast is going to miss any games that are late at night because they want to do the, you know, make sure the sun's down before they throw the first pitch, 
which would be really late for the East Coast. So that's the only thing I see a problem with it. I'm not sure what Florida is, but I'm sure Florida is just as hot and humid in the summer. How different is that than so, the way it is now? I mean, West Coast games usually start at 10 o'clock Eastern. What, what, how different right. would that be? Well, but a lot of West Coast teams are on the West Coast. So, you know, it's, it's rare that, you know, a lot of East Coast guys, you're not playing, especially when you have interleague play, obviously you're going to have a lot more of that. But, um, you know, for the most part, you usually they're playing a lot more in the time zone. But, um, yeah, but obviously there's always a set. You play the Giants, right? And you're, you know, you're the Yankees. You're going to play the Giants once a year, maybe. Um, you're going to play the Angels. I mean, you know, you're going to have that. But well, I think yeah, the league's out at this point. There's no way they're playing in the league. No, games. I, I think, think those they... are going to be the first games to get caught. You play division games. You play one team. You play maybe you play your an NL team's going to play another NL team at least once outside the division. Say they don't change the divisions. Primary of your games are going to be division games. And then maybe you play one other team once. Maybe it's a home, uh, one team home, one team away. That's it. You got half a season. Inner league's out. You're not playing. Uh, if the Mets are not playing the San Francisco Giants at home and away, that's out. They're going to play them once. They're going to, you know, flip a coin to see who's the home team away team, and they're just going to organize it that way. What if What if they just did it like spring training? It's it's split. Why even do AL NL? Just do whoever does spring training in Arizona and spring training in Florida. Yeah. Everybody well, that's has what they're their, trying to do. Their that's thing the there. citrus. That's and the cactus it's, league. It's, that's what it's, they're doing. It's mixed up. And then everybody yeah. just plays the teams that are around them. Yeah, that makes sense. Because there are all the infrastructures there for the teams, right? I mean, a lot of teams share the ballparks in right. Arizona. The Rockies and the Diamondbacks share theirs. Um, I think it's like Texas and the Royals play, share theirs and Surprise. There's a lot of teams that have two. There's a couple teams that have their own. I think the uh, Athletics have their own. Cubs have their own. But, I mean, it, it would be interesting, yeah, instead of calling it AL and NL one year, you just call it the Cactus League Expanded, you know, the Grapefruit League Grapefruit Expanded. Grapefruit League that's, and the other. That's what it is just for, just for this year because obviously it's – see, one thing I had an idea of, um, I don't know what you guys think about this, but what if each division found a location, right? So let's just say like, for instance, I'm just going to say the NL West. NL West said, okay, we're going to play all our games in Seattle. We're going to pick Seattle as our hub, that division – those four teams are just stuck in Seattle for whatever, two or three months, right? And they're just going to play, they're just going to rotate playing each other, just that division. That Then the winner of that comes out and they do the playoffs like that. So every basically every division has a neutral site and they just keep playing the, each other to find a champion. Then you bring them into a playoff somewhere else. Now this is assuming, again, with empty stadiums, but something like that, where then you're just literally just playing your division over and over again. You get out, you're playing fresh against somebody else but yeah. that way you're only you're each each city is only basically dealing with four or five teams yeah just you, for, you, you know. do something like that and i don't think the travels is bad for these teams it's not like you see the mets or yankees getting on a a jet blue flight from new york to arizona i mean all these guys have private charters right so if you had to do some traveling you know it wouldn't be the worst thing to travel within a few different stadiums um Play at empty stadiums. You know, I'm not saying you have to do as much traveling. I think there'll be a lot less. I think there might be like a seven game series. You know, yeah. Um, Got to play. You them. know, six game six game series, and then then travel. So I think it'll be a lot more like six on six off rather than what they do now, where it's three on day off, four on. You know, back and mm -hmm. forth and traveling. I think it'll be a lot more. <laughs> I'd say that a lot more less travel. <laughs> you know, where <laughs> they will be there. And they will be there for two weeks. You have a two-week homestand and a two-week road stand, but two-week road stand will be playing two teams. You know, you go one, two, back home. 
So the travel will be cut down tremendously. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. So, all right, guys. Well, we only got a couple minutes left, so I, I'd like to get. Obviously, we're all stuck in quarantine. We're all staying home. We're all doing the right thing, staying home, staying safe, right? Um, what have you What have you learned in this quarantine? Is there anything you've discovered? Anything you've done to kind of pass the time? Any game you've created? I don't know. What do you What do you guys got? Just something kind of fun before we end this thing. So, Brian, what do you, What do you got? What's What's something interesting or something fun you've learned about the quarantine? Uh, I learned how to cut my own hair. <laughs> uh, hopping on here, seeing you guys and the faces that uh, when you saw me, that was that was you know worth it in itself. <laughs> Brian uh, has yeah. a little buzz buzz here, so he uh, just buzzed it all off. So we were yeah. we were a little taken back when we first saw the image. Not a buzz yeah, from not, the beer either. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, there maybe that too. But I, uh, you know, not that there was a whole lot there to begin with, but now I just kind of took it off. I got one little spot that I buzzed that I uh, that kind of messed up. But for the most part, is I'm quite impressed with myself. I must say, there you go. It'll grow back. It'll be fine. So, Rob, what you got? Anything? Uh, I don't say I have anything fun and exciting. I think uh, creativity in terms of what food you got left in the house, because sometimes you try and make orders and don't get stuff. So you start to get a little creative with some meals, you know, Hey, what do we got tonight? Well, let's use this, this, and we can do this and we'll add that. And you're coming up with stuff that I don't even know what the hell the names would be to stuff. But, um, you know, you're kind of going playing with what you have and your, your, your food prepping a little bit because, you know, you're trying to, well, when can we get to a grocery store next and what are they going to have game yeah. at this point? Right. So, uh, I think that's what we've learned is to be a little more creative with our food preferences and our food ingredients and coming up with new and creative ideas and uh trying to plan out a little bit better for uh for the long term for a week out at a time with what we have that's a good idea you know i I i'm just to see like some of these chefs and um you know the instagram cooks and things like that what they come out with because i think they're kind of saying what you're doing rob is you got to get start getting creative with what you have so i wouldn't be surprised if you see some pretty unique recipes coming out after this uh after this uh, quarantine ends, um, that'd, it'd be interesting because I think we're all kind of in the same boat. We got to start getting creative with with things. Um, I think we're probably a little more conservative than we probably should be. With well, we you know we only got five eggs left. What are we gonna do with these last five eggs? You know what can we make? Um, you know we only got so much milk left. You know we only got this. When are we going out again? Um, you know, it's getting better though. I think Costco. I went to the Costco here in Milford, which is a town over today. They basically everything I had on my list, I was able to get, including toilet paper. Paper towels, you know. I got like frozen pad burger patties, which I wanted. Which I went a few weeks ago, and they were out of like all these things. And it's kind of getting better. So um, I think people are getting a little bit better. And I mean, there's only so much toilet paper you can hoard, right? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. So, um, all right, guys. Well, I'll give you guys a last minute for uh, any last minute things you want to say. The last minute's yours, Rob. You go first. Uh, rumor going around J-Lo and A-Rod have secured a bank for potential Mets buy which that'll be interesting to see um, you know they're obviously going to have to get some more buyers it's a high price tag for the Mets I think it's 2.6 billion we discussed a few days ago uh, but I'll be interested still to see how that plays out whoa whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> still New York buddy still New York um, so Maybe I'll be interested for the real to see estate. how how that either pushes the Wilpons to move, or are they going to be a little bit? Are they still going to be kind of strict and hard on their their their, their money and their um, what they're what they want? I guess. So we'll see how it plays out. 
uh, I guess I'm not opposed to an A-Rod buy, uh, you know, but we'll see. I think anything's better than a Wilpon. So if that's my minute of uh, to be determined, let's see what happens with A-Rod. All right, Buzzy, what do you got? <laughs> well, uh, I guess just thanks to all the healthcare workers, all the nurses and doctors and everybody doing their thing out there, you know, I think Absolutely. they're everyone on the front lines is doing their part. You know, we, we, here we are talking sports and what we can get at the stores and they're the ones taking care of everybody that's really, um, you know, on the other side of this. So appreciative, uh, appreciative to, to everything that they do. Thanks for making me look bad, Brian. Yep. No, I, anytime, to echo. anytime is what I do best. <laughs> To echo Brian, you know, I mean, obviously the healthcare workers, I was in the hospital a couple weeks ago. Um, I appreciate everything they did. I tried to talk with them. They'd always ask me how I'm doing. I said, you know what? I'm all right. How about you? What are you doing? How are you doing? You get enough rest. And um, I think they appreciated that. So definitely, um, you know, when you when you see those folks around your community, um, you know, thank them and ask them if they, there's anything they need, you know. Um, and also like the, the guys that are working at the grocery stores, uh, the first responders, those guys too. I mean, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're probably making minimum wage and they're, you know, they, they're out there making sure we got enough food and things like that too. So, uh, so give some props, give some props to them. Other than that, I hope we're all, you know, doing all right with, with our families and you know, how many of us, how many of us want to go on a vacation away from our families when this is over <laughs> as opposed to that. But, um, yeah, hopefully everybody's kids are doing all right. Um, you know, it's, it's tough, you know, obviously we all have young kids. I don't think we've asked too many questions, but I can only imagine as they get older, they, you know, parents out there that are struggling with how to explain this to kids. I get it. Um, so anyway, um, all right. Well, for Rob, Brian, and myself, thanks so much for listening. This has been Trumbled Ads. Uh, all right. We'll, we'll see you on the next quarantine edition. 